Josh Lai, lead pastor at Carry Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I speak this morning, I speak as the oracles of God. I speak with the grace that only God supplies. There's clarity of thought, clarity of expression, clarity of purpose, and clarity of understanding. The word of the Lord is coming with light and with power, in accuracy and precision. There shall be no contradictions, no errors in judgment. It shall be that we will edify, will be edified, and Christ will be glorified. We shall bear fruit together alongside the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. We're continuing with our series on words and access. Words and access. Words and access. Everybody say words, access. Let's all say again, words, access. We learned from the beginning that the first words that we saw in the Bible were words that brought forth light. And God said, let there be light. It tells us the meaning, the purpose of words. That words are meant to create light wherever we are. And we speak in the same. In other words, anytime we speak and it brings doom, darkness, condemnation, we're not speaking like God. So God, by his first words, will teach mankind how to speak. And so we feel our words with the character we have. So by the words of God, we know God's character. And that's why everything he created was good. And he spoke them into being. And it is the same way we speak. We speak the good news. 
That's why it is called the gospel. It is God's speech. And since we are created in the image and the likeness of God, we speak like God. And we realize that when God spoke, it gave access to light. And so our words opens us up to certain gates, whether negative or positive. We also learn the difference between positive speaking and speaking the word of God. Because the world's good is not necessarily God's goodness. What the world calls good is not always what God calls good. So you can say, I am speaking positively. But if it is not in the nature and character of God, it will not give you access to things that God gives. Because the Spirit of God only goes to where God's character and God's promise is. The Spirit of God is the performer of the Word of God. But the Spirit can never go where God's character is not. So you can be speaking positively and yet be speaking in vain because you are not speaking God's character. You are not speaking God's nature. You are not speaking God's word. So God will take time to teach us like he taught Adam and Eve to speak his word. Luke 7, 36 to 37 and 48. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table of the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. Jesus heard what they called the woman. They called her a sinner. But Jesus communicated differently and did that also to the woman's hearing. While they called her a sinner, Jesus knew what the woman did and does. But Jesus referred to the woman differently and accepted her gift as a blessing to him. 
As a matter of fact, he never, ever condemned anybody. For everybody that was brought to him for condemnation, he spoke and communicated differently. John 8, 10 to 12. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? You know the story. A woman who was called an adulterer brought to Jesus. And look at what Jesus was asking her. After Jesus had asked them, if no one had ever sinned, any of you, cast the first stone. Jesus never said, if any of you have not committed adultery, cast the first stone. Because Jesus, who is the judge of all, knows that no sin is greater than the other. Every sin is sin. So he says, you can cast the first stone if you have not committed sin. Because in the law, every sin is judged by God. And it's the same. Has no one condemned you? She said, no one. Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither. Jesus said to her, Jesus said, she, Jesus spoke. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So Jesus knew she had sinned. So it is also not what we call that Jesus was in a place of denial. Oh, she has no sin. And, and that's how some of us speak the word of God. The doctor says, you are sick. He said, I'm not sick. If you are not sick, why are you praying for healing? You are sick. But because of God's word, you believe you will be healed. And that's why we don't do positive speaking. And then live in the place of escapism and denial. You escape situations. You don't, we don't do that in Christianity. We acknowledge the issue, but we speak the solution. Praise God. If God did not acknowledge that there was darkness, he wouldn't have spoken the light. Go and sin no more. And what was Jesus talking about? Go and sin no more. Was Jesus expecting that the woman would be perfect from that day? Go and make sure you know the Messiah. In the Messiah, you can live the life of righteousness. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, watch, I am the light of the world. What light is he talking about? Right from the beginning, the light that was spoken into me. 
John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 2. Without the Word was nothing made that was made. Verse 3. In Him was life. And that life was the light of man. So that's what Jesus is saying right here. I am the light of the world. I light up the lights that have been in darkness. When Genesis was describing that darkness was on the face of the deep, he was actually speaking to the heart of man. Because in the heart of men was the darkness, and that darkness now fell upon the earth. So where people who are dark are, the earth is dark. And where people who are light are, the earth will be lighted up. That's why Jesus said, we are the light of the world. So where we are, we speak light. We speak good. We speak well. Most of us use the word, ah, you are blessed. And, and we use the word, you are blessed, when people get some nice goods. And they are wearing some nice clothes and they have some expensive ro uh, rollers watch or they have some serious Jaguar or Bentley this, or we look at their house swimming place you are blessed I see it and I laugh if, you, if that's what you call a blessing then the devil is very blessed he called Jesus and showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you what? All these things. Jesus never said you are lying. <laughs> but Jesus said, thou shalt only worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you what? That's not what you call blessing. The word blessing is the word eulogia in the Greek. As a matter of fact, it actually speaks to speaking well, to eulogize somebody. That's the word. To speak well. To speak well. So that's why when we come to church, we said we are blessing God. What it means is that we are speaking well of him. So when you speak well about somebody, you are imparting blessing. So you see, in Genesis 1, verse 28, and when God said, he has blessed man, to be fruitful, that was the word that was used. Blessing. He spoke well of man. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Watch this. You know, when man was created, most of us think that, well, man was Everything 
perfect. Man was neither good nor evil. Genesis 1.1 tells us of God's original intention. Genesis 1.2-5 describes man's fall and God's redemption. Genesis 1.6-20 speaks to the supernatural beings being created. Genesis 1.21, the law of Genesis, all things gave birth according to its kind. Genesis 1.26-29, God's promise of the kind of man he will create according to his kind. So after creating all things according to their kind, then he now speaks of his intention to create man according to his kind. In Genesis 2.7, he now literally creates man and gives man a soul. In that soul is the will of man. The power to choose. Now, what is that for? Now, man will now determine whether he will choose the will of God or choose his own will. That is what he presented in asking them either that they would eat of the tree of life. Believe the will of God. The life of God. Or they would believe in themselves. Watch. In Genesis 2.19, he now taught them and trained them how to speak. So Genesis 2.19, Adam now begins to name the things that God has created. And Bible said he named them according to how God would have named them. He taught and trained them. So he made them know what his will can bring them. They will speak like him. They will do things like him. Are you here with me? So they did not come. And then all of a sudden, they were just, no, they were neither good. They were neither bad. He actually had to teach them to know his will. Then they can be able to differentiate that from what is not his will. But then the power of choice is in their hands. Check this. Genesis 2, 21. Then he created what they call the woman. All of these, Moses was, you can see that Moses was speaking in figures of speech, using metaphors. The helper is not actually the woman. The helper is the Holy Ghost. So he made them understand the work of the Holy Ghost. He is their helper in the will of God. So if they choose the tree of life, they will be helped by God in walking in the will of God. Twenty-four, two twenty-four. He brings them to understand the union that man can have with God. Marriage, 
That's why when Paul spoke about Ephesians, marriage in Ephesians 5, he said, I'm not speaking about just marriage. I'm speaking about man and God. The union between man and God. Marriage. God now marries man. Man chooses. I love God. I want to do his will. I want to be like him. So he gave them the opportunity to be in his image. If you read Genesis 5, he will tell you that after the fall, now Adam was giving birth, not according to the image of God. Adam was giving birth according to his own image and likeness. So Genesis 3 is where the difference comes in. After Genesis 2.24, you go to Genesis 3.1. The devil now comes in. The evil one comes in. And the evil one now gives them another experience. But God expects them to know what they have been taught and trained in. So they can walk in the will of God. Accept God's image and walk in God's likeness. And so they will be like him. But that was when the woman after the devil spoke what thing God has said was not good for food. Good for food rather means good for life, good for living. Because what you eat physically is what sustains you, true or false. That's how you grow. The woman now saw it as good. And it was pleasant to her eyes. And she said, I'll eat it. And then gave it to her husband. God taught them, trained them. He used words. The devil also used words. What God's word gives is the access into life. And living the life. What the devil's words give is access into death. That's how man fell. Became insensitive to the will of God. Words. Words. You don't joke with words. Words are said to be cheap. Why is it said so? They are not saying that you must undervalue words. They are saying that to speak is very easy. But words are very expensive. Words. Very expensive. Who are you listening to? Who have you opened the gates of your ears? The gates of your eyes. The gates of your senses. Who have you opened them up to? Who told you that your children are what they are? Because of a certain spirit somewhere. Check! Who they've been listening to. Who they've been hearing. 
That is what has brought them. Everybody, each one of us, where we are now is because of who taught us. Who trained us by words. Whether it's your teacher, whether it's your parents, whoever taught you is the reason you are where you are. Your character is because of who is teaching you. Who you are listening to. Words. 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 So whilst God told them, taught them, trained them how to speak, they chose to hear something different. And it was delightful to them so that is what gave them a desire for evil. Because in God there's no evil. But because they heard words of evil, words of deception, they now craved the desire for it. If they have chosen of God, they have been, would have been immortalized. But because they chose words of the devil, they became mortal. That's why we say mortal men. Mortal man. Whose words have you chosen to hear? But thank God for his redemption in Christ. He gave us another opportunity. Through several cycles of redemption, God himself had to come. And then teach us again through the model of the true man, the Christ. How man should have been, that man was not. And to correct our states and our status and bring us to God's original intention. So Bible said in Acts 10, 28, that wherever he went, he was doing good. Do you understand that? Everything that God created was what? Good. So we saw the true man that does all good. He was doing good. Healing the sick. Delivering the oppressed. That's God at work. He only saves. He only speaks well. He only blesses. Who told you God curses? If he tells you not to curse, why would he curse? It is not in his nature. Anywhere you hear a curse, it is of the devil. It's not God. God doesn't speak like that. It's not in God's nature. God is not a, 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 a vulture. That eats his own children. Wherever you see God appear, he came to save a situation. He's the God, our Savior. So when he speaks, he speaks deliverance. He speaks salvation. He speaks love. God's word is love. Even when God is rebuking you, he rebukes you in love. When God is chastening you, God does that in love. He doesn't do it to kill you. So God gave me sickness. You are your own. Sickness is not in God's character. God does not punish with sickness. Sickness is from the devil. It is because of sin that sickness came. If it was not for sin, sickness would not have come. It was not God who sinned. Man sinned. Man brought sickness. Man brought death. But God transforms man and brings man back 
to the original purpose and to live his intention. And therefore, anytime you see sickness, I know that it is not normal. It is something that is against your nature. You now speak against it. Don't confirm and affirm it. You speak like God. 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 So sometimes the pastor can do all they can and teach you and train you just like God taught and trained Adam. But the point is you are the one to choose to take what they have said and use it. Take what God has said and use it. You are the one. If they had believed, it would have been a different story altogether. Say, I believe. Therefore, I speak. Say it like you mean it. Say, I believe. Therefore, I speak. I believe. Therefore, I speak. So sometimes, we think that people are stopping us from getting to the top. And we forget that it is our mouth. It's your mouth. Their mouth brought all of us into doom. It's not people. It's your mouth. What are you saying? What are you saying? Are you speaking like God? Eve did not speak like God. He spoke differently. What God had not said, Eve even added it. And it was like a complaint. God is manipulating them. God doesn't want them to live the true life. They have been shown the new light. May you not be a victim. May you not. May you not. Wherever we see the power of God, it is because somebody has spoken. And has spoken just like God. John 6, 63 and 68 tells us this. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit. And they are life. God's word is full of God's spirit. And God's word gives life 64 but there are some of you who do not believe may you not fall in that category there are some of you who do not what believe so how do we fetch God's word we believe God's word is as powerful as it is but it will take the will of man to believe is that, is that clear for God's word to come true for them. We are to believe. But some of you do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. But look at Simon Peter. But Simon or Simon Peter, depending on where you are coming from, answered him, Lord to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. As we are sitting, we have two audiences. Although we are one people right here, 
They are those who are like Peter. They are those who are like some who do not believe. You are the one to choose. Whilst Jesus was speaking, Peter saw Jesus' words. Are words, they are words that give eternal life. The others are hearing condemnation. They are hearing other things. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What you hear is what you will speak. First Peter 1.23 says, For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Oh, praise God. Say, I've been born again. But not to a life that will quickly end. Watch what he says. He says, your new life will last forever. Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Ah, you see why you live forever? Because an eternal word has been what? Spoken. That eternal word carries eternal power that death cannot take away that nothing will be able to take away that even if you die in death you are alive in death you are just asleep because the seed of eternity is still in you if God's will can happen without words then why are we to go and preach the gospel? Then how did you become born again? Matthew 14, 28 to 20, 30, and 30, sorry. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, if it is you, if it is you, that's very important. If it is you. They saw somebody walking on the sea. And they thought it was a ghost. So the ghost phenomenon did not begin now. It's been there. They thought it was a ghost. So they were afraid. And then Jesus said, do not be afraid. It is I. So Peter would say, now watch Peter. He said, if it is you. Now, it would tell you how Peter sees God's word. If it is you, he said, command or bid me to come. Because Peter knows that he could only do what Jesus does on Jesus' word. We can only be what he wants us to be only on his word. Don't forget, how did you get born again? On his word. How do you live the life of born again? On his word. You don't move away from God's word. Don't. It's a deception. It is a lie. If there's any wisdom higher than God's word, I don't know about it. There's only one higher. Isaiah said it in Isaiah 55. He said, your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Listen, if anybody subjects or submits to you a certain presentation that looks very good, but it is outside the will and the word of God, he's speaking lower wisdom. Don't buy into it. It is a lie. He is of his father, the devil. He speaks deception. 
That's how he did it from the beginning. That is his method. That is his character. He speaks very sweet. But it is filled with evil and wickedness. That's why he was used in the characteristic of a serpent. Looks very nice. Very sleek. But very poisonous. That's the devil. He speaks sweet. You hear him talk. Ah, you know that, yeah. Somebody is talking. But behind their talk, there's an architect of evil and wickedness. Hear God's word. Speak God's word. And you would live the word of God. It will give you access to all that God is. So you can live in the God class. Even here on earth. The sinner will hear the word and receive it. And straight away receive access into the kingdom of light. In a microsecond, the word of God moves a person from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. In a microsecond. A microsecond. Peter said, bid me to come. And when he had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go with Jesus. But watch this. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. He was afraid. Where is that coming from? Whilst Jesus had spoken, he had believed Jesus, he now began to listen to the voice of nature. It has always been in his mind already. So the moment he saw the wind, drowning communicated. And it drowned the word of God, which is the will of God. So he started sinking. And then he called again on the word. He said, Lord, save me. And he bounced back on the water. When you hear the voice of nature in your sickness, in your pain, in your difficulty, Remember the word and bounce back to your healing, to your life, to all that God has called you to be. When you hear the voice of Satan, the accuser condemning you that you are nothing, that you are down, that you don't deserve anything of God, let the word of God be invoked in you again and come back. Get back into that access of God's grace. Of God's kindness. Of God's mercy. Of God's faithfulness. I believe God. And I will speak. I will continue to speak like God. I know God's character. I know how God is. May your entire life be framed by the words and the actions of God. Speak God's word to receive God's access. Speak God's word. How you speak reveals your heart. If you have a heart of insecurity, superiority or inferiority complex, those two, they always go together in a person. When a person has inferiority complex, they also have superiority complex. Because whilst they feel inferior about others, they feel superior when they see others. They cannot go without the other. 
Don't ever let anything you have make you feel superior about somebody else, and inferior about somebody else. And see somebody inferior and see yourself superior. Don't let that thing. It's a dangerous thing. You'll get BP very soon. I'm telling you. You are the one killing yourself. Get out of it. Because very soon, you may lose something. That same thing that makes you feel important is lost. And you see that other person having all of those things you thought makes you important than them. Then you know, Emre Sisan Sisan. Emre Diadani Adani. Enti Membu Obi Abunfia. Are you hearing me? Inferiority complex. We will hear you talk. When you hear those people talk, they only talk about things. Last time I went to, don't let your talk be filled with things. You are empty. You are empty. You are vain. Even Solomon's self, he found out. That's why when you come to church, don't have the expectation that we will teach you on how to make money. Because the richest people are in the world. They are not in the church. So actually, if we have to learn how to make money, we have to learn it from those in the world. Because they are making all the money. Did you hear what I just said? When you come to church, we teach you how to acknowledge God's supply. And then give it out. Because that's how God wants us to live. That's the language we speak. So when we are teaching or talking about money, speaking about money in church, we actually speak about God and how God provides for his people. Is that very clear? Yes. And not the mechanisms of making. When we teach you that, we teach you selfishness. And how you can be rich and be rich and be rich and be rich. And then what happens? We teach you that when you get money, it is not for you alone, it's for others. We live life for others. We are God's distributors and suppliers on this earth. That's how we talk. So as a matter of fact, when we even have, we don't make noise. We distribute. Let me show you. Do you see how God came to this earth? Quietly. As a matter of fact, they didn't know God had come to the earth. Even when he was dying for us, Peter and Co. didn't know that God was dying for man, to redeem man. He did everything silently. Ah, do you know that the Holy Ghost in you does not breathe like thunder and lightning? Can you feel the Holy Ghost in you right now? He's very silent. He's very peaceful. He's very calm. So even when God decides to show up, God shows up in a very calm way. That's the way that when you have God, and you are like God, you are very calm. You're not boisterous in everything. And you loud. Big mouth everywhere. Do you see my this? Do you see my that? Do you see my that? That's not God talking. We speak like God. We don't use our speech to make others feel inferior. We don't. We speak like that. Because we are of him. We are his seed. Praise God. Let me wind up. 
Are you learning something? Ephesians. Look at Ephesians 4, 29 to 31. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Wow. But what is good for necessary edification. The word edification is to build up. That it may impart grace to the hearers. Watch. What the next? The next verse is very important. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Context is very important. What did he say? Before he said, do not grieve. He was talking about speech, clear. So our speech can grieve the Holy Spirit. When we don't speak well, we grieve him. He becomes sad. We are not showing forth his image in us. When our speech does not impart grace, he becomes sad. Tell me, how did Rwanda suffer war? Somebody just spoke. Why is the world full of wars? It's because of speech. What people are saying. Our words don't impart grace. The last time you hear somebody spoke about you in that way, you see how their word broke you. And everybody began to see you in a certain light because of what they said. Words have broken the world. Therefore has broken people. Our words should impart grace. When we speak well, we heal the world. When we speak well, we heal the world. When we speak well, we heal the world. That's why Christians are to move from gossip. You see that he speaks about it a lot. There's, there's, there should not be rumor mongering, gossiping, because it kills the identity of human beings. It kills the spirit of a man. It breaks the spirit of people. They are left alone in isolation. Let your words impart grace. Anytime you hear somebody, every time somebody is to blame, and they are blaming people. And they are cursing people. They are full of bitterness. That's why the next verse, 31, we say, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So when you hear people always speaking negatively, they are bitter people. They are full of wrath. They are full of anger. And therefore, they speak. Jesus said it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks.
get bitterness out of your heart. You are a forgiving person. You came into the kingdom not because you are perfect. You are still not perfect in your doing. You are only perfect in your position as a child of God. So you are always being forgiving. And therefore you must forgive people. Bitterness must have no root in the believer. Why? Because you, you owe a lot of debt. A lot of debt of forgiveness. How do you dare hold it against somebody? And act as if everybody in the world owes you. Because somebody did that to you. And every time in your story, you don't know what they did to me. But we also know what you did to others. Hey, are you here with me? We are all people who have been forgiven. So you also what? Forgive. Let go. Learn to be peaceful. Anytime you want to hold it against somebody, so you will speak in a certain way, tell yourself, I just erred and God saved my life. I just erred. I just did something wrong. And God forgave me. I have forgiven. Don't wait for them to come and say sorry. You may wait for very long. And you churn out things that will in the end come against you yourself. Let go. Because you are a forgiving person. Oh, praise God. Do you owe God a debt? Plenty. Say, I am sealed by the Holy Spirit. And therefore, the Spirit is the Spirit of love. And therefore, evil speaking cannot be found in me. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor cannot have access. No, 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 no. I betray them. I betray them. They have no place. I speak well because my heart is filled with love because love will connect me on the day of resurrection. I am filled with love. Praise God. Anytime we are filled with the Spirit, we speak. Anytime we are filled with the Spirit, we do what? I said anytime we are filled with the Spirit, what? That's why I said you are sealed with the Spirit unto the day of redemption. So anybody who does not overflow with bitterness is overflowing with the Spirit. And when they speak by the Spirit, they speak good things. They see people the way God sees them. Are you here with me? They see people the way God... Anytime you want to address somebody, kindly address them the way God sees them. Gideon said, I am little. God said, you are mighty. Oh, are you here with me? So they see themselves little. Tell them God says you are mighty. God calls you mighty. Praise God! Praise God. I pray that from today, no corrupt word will come out of your mouth. Even when you say it, you'll be reminded by the Holy Ghost that you didn't say it right. Don't let your ego be in place. Change it. 
Go back and say, I didn't speak well. I am sorry. Listen to me very carefully. I am sorry. Please. Thank you. It's part of the language of a Christian. Your mother trained you with them. Christianity affirms it. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Please. I'm sorry. Thank you. There are three keys that opens the door to everyone's heart. I know how full of God you are. I know how graceful you are. Listen, I know that you carry power. I know it. But if you don't know these three, a lot of things have closed up to you in this life. You have no idea. As a matter of fact, you live so angrily that it shows in how you knock your door. Some of you, be, before you enter that office, they have already shut the door because of how you knocked. The, the, the person will be, ah, what is it? And then when you enter, say, please, I came to seek a job. Ah? That alone. You see, because you are not soft in your spirit, you're walking angry. You can't say please. As a matter of fact, there are some of us, if we say please, how the please comes out. You are saying I'm sorry, but they know that your heart is full of I will kill you. So when you see, when he was, Paul was talking, he said, how you speak. So please, the presentation of your speech is very key. Oh, is that very clear? Let me teach you five things. Why do you speak? You are a child of God. Is that very clear? That will be the motivation by which you do what you speak. Why is key? Motivation. Why? If you don't know why you speak, don't speak. Give yourself the reason why you are going to correct the situation. Do you want the person to be well? You want the person to be corrected? You want the person to be transformed? If that is your motivation, your why, and it is in God's character, it will tell how you speak. Praise God. Say the why is important. That should determine what? What? Say what? Ah, say what? So no matter, I, I, I have an idea. I have to solve this problem. Why? It will determine why I speak. It will determine when I speak. It will determine where I speak. It will determine how I speak. How? Your tone. Your tone. Your gestures. Imagine you come to an office and then somebody is sitting on their table and then they've put their legs on their table. And then you come. You say, sir, good morning. You say, how are you? They are telling you that what you're coming to say is unofficial. It's a cultural thing, but it speaks a lot. Our gestures speak. If you want to present as a child of God, present with your gestures in mind. Speak with your gestures. Hold words dearly. Hold words dearly. Saying them is cheap. 
but their impact is expensive. Did you learn something today? See how I speak will determine the access I gain. How I speak will determine the access I gain. I am gaining God's access because I speak like God. Praise God. You want to rise and begin to pray. Begin to talk to your father. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.